Hello and welcome to the Black Millennial Revolution. My name is Kiana Michelle, also known as Key, and you are tuned in to another episode here at the Black Millennial Revolution. So community, what is going on? What is going on? I'm very happy that you all are tuned in to another episode. And today's episode is going to be a really, really, really good one. Once again, we are diving into our Psychological Warfare series, and this is actually the second to last episode of the series. The last episode will be next week, which is the last Sunday of September. And next, the following Sunday will be October, I believe it's going to be October the 4th. And so we will be diving into another topic. And I hope you all have been enjoying this series. As I always mention, I know, I know it's been long, but it needed to be long for a reason because it is real. And it is one of the biggest detriments to this community. So if you haven't listened to all the episodes yet, I definitely recommend that you head back after this episode and listen to the episodes that I've done prior to this one because they are all full of really valuable and insightful content. So community, we're diving straight in. We're diving straight into today because this is a really, really, really good topic. So on today's topic of the Psychological Warfare series, we are discussing the destruction of the black family. Now, I know that this is something that has been done both systematically and psychologically, right? Systematically, we can talk about how you know, the system has been putting a lot of black men in jail, right? You know, we can talk about the crack cocaine era. You know, we can talk about all those things that this system has done to divide and essentially conquer the black family structure. But we're going to talk about psychologically. How psychologically a lot of us have been affected. So when it comes to the media, the TV shows that a lot of us are seeing and the destruction of the black families that's being portrayed in many of these shows, it's hard not to notice. You know, when we look back on to the 90s and even the 80s, there was a lot more wholesome black shows on television. There were a lot more families together. I know... Um, a lot of people, you know, don't really want to mention this guy's name anymore. But I'm going to say, when Bill Cosby did the Cosby show, I loved that show. I loved the Cosby show. I loved the idea of seeing a black doctor and a black lawyer together and raising a family. I loved that. Um, it, it made me go into this fantasy world as a child because I didn't grow up with both of my parents being together. Um, I didn't grow up with that. So seeing this on television and seeing the kids and the parents, I really loved that. I even loved watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and watching that family structure. I just liked seeing togetherness, you know, amongst black families. Um, I really loved seeing that on TV. And I do come from a family that is all about togetherness, but I did not come from a family where my parents were together. So in some aspects, I was able to look at the shows as being able to relate to many of the um, people that were the um, actors and the actresses that were playing. I don't know why I forgot what they were called. I'm like, (laughs) the people, like the actors and actresses um, that were playing. But um, I could not relate to um, the circumstances of having... 
um, both of my parents being in the household growing up. And that was something that, you know, watching black people do that on TV, it was like, wow, you know, this is something that is really, really possible. Just because I haven't experienced it doesn't mean that it's, you know, something that isn't um, out of the norm or isn't abnormal because people would oftentimes make it seem like it was. Um, And what's so interesting is I know a lot of black people that have both of their parents together. I do. I know a lot of black people that, you know, have just been raised by one parent. Yeah, but I also know a lot of black people where both of their parents have been together for several, several, several years and decades. Um, So what we are seeing on TV is, is a serious reflection of what this society wants us to become. That's just as frank as I can get. Um, there is an agenda to just, you know, really, really destroy black people as much as they can in this country and in this world. And one of the greatest ways to do it is from media and from the TV shows and the content, the low vibrational content that a lot of us are consuming. When we see, you know, black women and black men argue all the time on these television shows, that's actually going to ignite that in real life. And we're starting to see that there is even more of a divide amongst black men and black women. And that is exactly what this society wants. That's exactly, that's exactly what this society wants. It's all about divide and conquer. And so if we make, you know, black men and black women no longer um, want to really rock with each other the same, no longer appreciate each other in the same way, love each other, even want to, you know, protect each other, right? That's exactly what the society wants. And... It's it's really, really, really unfortunate because we need togetherness in this community. And I understand from a realistic stance that everyone in this community isn't going to uh, marry a black person. And I'm not saying that because of, oh, you know, some of us hate our kind and we don't want. No, I honestly believe that some of us, you know, are going to just end up falling in love with someone that's not black. And, you know, some of us are a part of you know, the liberation of allowing society to realize that, you know, we are all human beings. I honestly believe that some of us are a part of that. And that's okay. I don't have an issue at all with black people dating outside of the race. I don't, especially if it is off of love. Who am I to say, oh, no, 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 you can't date that person because they're Asian. You can't date that person because they're Latino. What are you doing? And they really love that person. You know, that person, just because they're Asian or Latino, they really love that person back. They've, you know, supported them through thick and thin. Who am I to say anything when this is based off true love? Who am I to say anything about that? And, you know, it's really, really important for us to to realize that even when we talk about the destruction of the black family, that there is going to be some members of this community that, that are still going to date outside of the race. Because that is their calling to do that. But for people that you're just dating outside of the race because you hate your race, that's an issue because you're also part of the destruction as well. And I've made an episode about that when I discuss interracial dating in the millennial era. So definitely go listen to that episode. But 
I want to date and especially marry a black man. I believe in the power of black love, no matter your sexual orientation. I know that every listener that's listening to this podcast isn't straight, and I want to respect that. So regardless of your sexual orientation, I believe that black love is truly a beautiful thing. I believe it's a, there's power in that union. There's passion, there's deep love, and there's trust in that union. And, you know, me knowing that I want to marry a black man, it's because of the fact that I believe in the power of the black family and the black couple, but I've also seen its influence in my own life. You know, as I mentioned, I didn't grow up with my parents being together. I didn't. But I did grow up among some healthy black couples and black marriages. And of course, you know, every relationship in life, and you know, there will be ups and downs. There will be. But one thing I noticed, y'all, was that there was always this deep passion and love that they had for each other and compassion. Compassion. I've always noticed that. And even with my grandmother, you know, my grandmother was a very, very interesting woman. And what was very intriguing and interesting about her was the fact that she was this very strong and powerful woman. And she had a very calming and magnetic aura, but she was also very intimidating, very intimidating. But at the same time, everyone loved her and everyone wanted to be around her. And the times where I would really see my grandmother literally transform into this teenage girl and smile with glee and be so happy, happy, happy were the times when she would talk about my grandfather. You know, she would always speak about him in this highest form and in this highest light. And she just loved to reminisce about him. And she would always say like, oh, he was such a sweet man. He was such a nice man. Or he would have loved you, Kiana. He would have loved you. He was such a good man. Such a good man. Like the way she would say it, you know, and the way she would emphasize that. I would always think to myself as a child, like, wow, you know, like this woman really likes this guy. Like, you know, she really loves this man. She really does. And, you know, although I always thought it was a beautiful thing, it would make me sad at the same time because I'm like, man, she really, you know, does love him and miss him. But it really represented the beauty of black love. It, it truly did. Because any time, any time my grandmother talked about my grandfather, she would always, her entire aura would lighten up and she would always, always smile. Always smile. It never failed. The woman would always just look up and smile like, my gosh, like that man was a beautiful, beautiful man beautiful man and shout out to the Pisces out there my grandfather was a Pisces I know you know sometimes people like to throw their shade at Pisces I'm a Pisces too I know that you know there are different type of fish in the sea (laughs) but when you pull out a good fish you pull out a good one and I always tell people that don't get mad at us because you pulled out a shark but I digress I digress I digress (laughs) you know the thing is black love is a beautiful thing And that's why this society wants to destroy it. Because when we come together, we really move mountains. I've seen couples in this generation come together and start businesses with each other, support each other. 
that to me is a beautiful thing. That is really the definition of having someone that is your rock, that you can truly lean on. You know, there's a lot of people out here in life that, you know, in this millennial world that we're living in now with social media and stuff, we're really in an envy-fueled world. Let's be honest. We're really in an envy-fueled, jealous-fueled world. And a lot of people just don't want the best for you. That's just straight up, which is why I always tell people to move in silence. You need to move in silence. But when you have, you know, a partner and you in this beautiful black union and this is someone that you know you don't need to move in silence with. This is someone that wants the best for you. They're going to tell you the honest truth that, you know, they're not going to sugarcoat anything. They want the best for you. They want to see you grow. They want to see you thrive. That is a beautiful thing. And, you know, my biggest wish for black millennials is that we start to see more black love amongst black millennials and more black love that is based on true love and genuine love. True love and genuine love. And I honestly know that it's possible because I've seen that it can be possible. Black love doesn't need to be based on struggle. We don't need to come together for it to be like, oh, you know, we're both oppressed. No, that's not what it's about. That's what society wants us to think it's about. But that's not what black love is about. Black love is about true, deep, compassionate love. And I've seen it with my own eyes. What the real, real essence of black love is all about. So if you experienced or you thought you experienced black love before and it wasn't what I've described, it wasn't black love. It was toxic black love. And that's what a lot of us are in nowadays. And I'm not. And listen, listen, I'm not pointing the finger. I said a lot of us have been in those nowadays. I, too, have experienced my fair share of toxic black love. And that's something that, you know, not only as a millennial generation, we have to break free of, but as a community, a black community, that's not love. Toxic black love is not black love. It isn't. So when you've seen people in your life that have been together and you're like, man, is black love all about struggle? I've seen them fight, argue, all this stuff. Nope, that wasn't black love. That was toxic black love. There is absolutely a difference because black love is really a beautiful thing. You know, as I mentioned before, the way my grandmother would talk about my grandfather. As I reminisce on that as an adult, all I'm thinking is I I pray that I meet a man that is as kind and as sweet as my grandfather was to my grandmother. Because she just only spoke of him in the highest, 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 highest level. Never, ever, ever talked that. Never. Not once. Oh, he would have loved you, Kiana. Oh, he would have spoiled you so bad. Oh, he would have loved to take. Oh, you oh. She only spoke about that man in the highest, highest form. Because that is black love. That is black love black love. My uncle and my aunt, I remember one time we were at a family event and 
he's just sitting, talking, you know, you know, saying a story to us. And next thing you know, he stops in the middle of his own story to look over at his wife. And he's like, oh, you just look so beautiful today. You just look so beautiful. And she literally like looked down and smiled so hard. Like, oh my gosh, like this guy, I can't deal. You know, he's, he, he, you know, he really, <laughs> he's too kind, you know? And I looked at them and my heart, y'all, my heart, my heart, my heart. I said, my gosh, that is love. And he meant it. It was almost like he was just captivated by her own beauty. He was looking around at everybody, talking, talking, talking. And all of a sudden, he just stopped and looked at her and said, oh, my gosh, you just you just look so, so beautiful today. You just look so nice, Deanne. You look so nice. <laughs> and she just smiled. And I said, wow, that is black love. But this society wants us psychologically to believe that black love is about struggle. That black love is all about it being toxic. Or that black love is impossible. That black men and black women just can't seem to get along. That's what this society really, really wants. That is what this society really wants to see. I even have seen people hate on black gay men being together. People don't even want black gay men being together. Black lesbian lesbian women being together. Any representation of true black love is a threat to this society. Because it shows that we can come together and that we can actually unite And the true recipe of black progression is us coming together. That's it. It's us coming together. So as I mentioned, you know, some of the community members that are listening to this podcast right now, you might not be with somebody that is black. And I want you to know that that is okay. Because I know that if you're listening to this podcast, that number one, you definitely care about your people, you care about yourself, and your union is based on true love. Because what I realize is when people date outside of the race, you can tell when it's for love and when it was for hate. You can always tell that. And for people that are listening to this podcast that are in relationships that, are, that have black love and you all may be going through a tough time right now, but you all love each other. Hold on and pray on it and have faith. Be vulnerable with each other. I think oftentimes it's hard for black people in general to be vulnerable and especially to be vulnerable with each other. Be vulnerable with each other. And know that things take time, that you all can work it out. And for the people that are single and that want black love or want love in general, 
Know that you are someone that is lovable. I've had people that are single tell me before that they, you know, think that they are unlovable. And that really made me sad. It really did because that's just not the case. You know, I'm a woman that is single, but I know that true love is waiting for me. I can feel it. I know that with every being in my body. And that's exactly how you all have to feel, too. Just because some things didn't work out with the person you were with last time, it doesn't mean that you're unlovable or that no one wants to be with you. That, that's not what it means. It means that the person that you're supposed to be with, you just haven't met yet. And have some patience and work on yourself a little bit more and trust that everything will work out. You got to have faith. So community, I know that, you know, it kind of in the end turned into a little relationship advice. (laughs) But honestly, you know, the destruction of the black family, it, it really is something psychologically that gets to all of us in many different ways, in many different ways. So community, I really hope you all enjoy this episode. I really do. And as always, don't forget to follow the Black Millennial Revolution Instagram page. We are trying to grow that platform. So definitely don't forget to follow the page. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here at the Black Millennial Revolution. And as always, I hope you all have a great one. Bye now.